0: Space. The Final Frontier. Space Station Ashland sits on the edge of Federation space with its companionship, the USS Dalamas Christian. The space around them is full of mystery and strange wonders, where secrets are kept and danger lurks around every corner. The crew of the Dalamis Christian must navigate treacherous waters as they work to protect the Federation, but as they peer into the unknown they will discover that the line between friend and foe is not always clear. They will be tested like never before and will face challenges that will push them to their limits. Join us on this adventure as we explore the farthest reaches of space and uncover the hidden truths that lie within the shadows. Tabletop Journeys presents Star Trek Preservations.
1: Last time, on Star Trek Preservations. Pritchard has called you up to his office. You can actually hear through the door Pritchard dressing down individual. While we are a bit understaffed for this other mission, I need you and your two crew members to get yourselves to the observation station on Reladon 4 as far as ongoing threats what you do know is this particular system is a bit contested one of the other things that anomaly that you could see through the window that fires off every so often it does coincide in certain areas depending on conditions odd interactions with equipment i said full price one of them is completely in disarray it's like the cells are actually not completely hooked up at this point. He looks at Tabor, what is this?
2: This is my chief of security. Now why don't you take me to the prefect? We can be about our way. Oh, no trouble at all. Commandant Pritchard wanted me to come and liaise with you. We are very interested in maintaining good relations with our
0: Talarian neighbors. while I'm on the station and I don't know if this is different than when we tried communicating from the starship I will try to reach out to the officers that are in the core on my communicator
1: it's spotty communication but you're able to get through to them status update we're trapped we can't we're safe for now but we can't but we can't exit I can tell you that the coolant leak was a manual issue Somebody from a station down here did it.
0: Is that why you're out of position?
1: As soon as we started getting some readings that were odd, took the initiative to check it out. By the time we got here, the leak had already occurred. We were able to seal this area. Had it got in here, it could have been catastrophic.
0: Understood. Any leads on who triggered the leak? It's worse than you think.
1: I'm not an investigator chief, but I can tell you that it's got to be one of the workers. It's got to be somebody who's here. There are no, not very many people on the station.
2: With a
0: 20% of them incapacitated. Keep your head down, officers. I'm on the way. Okay. I that you can relay that to the commander to try to start narrowing down. Not more. Well, the commander, yes, but more to St. Cuthbert to start narrowing down a, a suspect list.
2: I think we're going to head that way here shortly. I'll pull up from the med kit. I'll like hypo spray Vila Laura with the the anti-radiation stuff, medical protocol. All right. You might want to actually stay in Klingon form and it might come in handy intimidation-wise. Didn't intend on changing back, Commander. All right. All right, Lieutenant, let's go. Let's head back to, let's get, let's link up with our people.
1: So the challenge is the core is completely surrounded by this material. So you're going to have to vent before you can get that out.
2: I'll communicate badge to Lieutenant. No, is it Lieutenant? Yeah. Lieutenant Jarrell. Lieutenant, we've successfully recovered the four crew members in the affected area. You are clear to go ahead and vent the affected decks from the gas leak.
1: Roger that, sir. Gases are vented. He's starting anti-radiation protocols. I got hypo sprays for everyone. And within a few moments, he reports back. 15 minutes or so passes. Sir, all station is clear of all gases and potential radiation.
2: Very good. We'll see you at the core in a few minutes.
0: Commander, have you rounded up the additional life signs on where the other station members are?
2: I assume this radiation is making it a bit difficult.
1: It is. You can tell there are life signs on the station, but identifying specific ones and or locations versus the map, that is not possible at this stage.
2: Well <clears throat> also this is we gotta remember, Chief, this is in our station. So now that the immediate emergency situation is done, we're going to provide medical attention to these four individuals, transporting them back to the planet so that they can receive proper medical attention and liaise with the prefect on how to best to proceed.
0: At this point, is it prudent to inform the prefect that it was sabotage? Absolutely.
2: Why wouldn't we? This is why you're my ultra suspicious security chief. So what am I missing?
0: What is her interest in the station and in keeping us off of it? None.
2: She invited us to fix it because she doesn't want to. She needs to check in with the home world and tell them, hey, we're not experiencing any sabotage and unrest. No, we're all fine here. How about you? Boring conversation anyway.
0: I'm experiencing sabotage and unrest. (laughs) Hmm.
2: If anything, she would have a vested interest in covering up this incident, which
0: may be suboptimal from our perspective as well. As I've repeatedly said, Commander, everybody lies.
2: Let's go... Get our people, at least. I'm no longer comfortable leaving them here on their own.
0: Agreed. And I'll begin moving in that direction.
1: Your people are able to get to you. They're a little worse for wear. Their little car is a little dinged up, basically in the rush to get in the room before they were overtaken by the leak. She got a a little bruised. But other than that, she's okay. You okay, crewman? It's sort of fun. We might have had a brief exposure to the radiation, but we, I, think we've, I think we successfully managed to get ahead of it. Hypo sprays for everyone. They take their shots. They'll feel better, a little groggy for the time being, but they'll be okay. What the people rescued, the area vented, and now secured... The station has their personnel doing the securing bit and getting things going again. It is noticeable that they are not doing any kind of thorough investigation. At most, they are making sure people are okay, but that's about it. They're not like looking into the crime itself.
0: That's what I'm doing.
1: (laughs) Nope, I kinda... Where is the station
2: commander and his little Ferengi toady?
1: Griff is actually in the command center, and as far as the station chief, he meets you in the bay as you're attending to your crewman.
2: Chief, does this happen often on
0: your station? Never in my
1: 15 years.
0: Just a special Federation welcome present. I'm standing right over the commander's shoulder.
1: Never in 15 years has anything like this ever happened. We've operated the station even at wartime successfully and without problems. And you've got
2: yourself a saboteur aboard your station. You don't just accidentally mix nestacine gas in with radiation warp containment coolant. So do you want to tell the Prefect or should I?
1: It'll be in my report. What is he hiding?
0: That's not the answer of someone who is surprised that this happened.
1: What is hiding? That's a great question. How would you determine that? You get Glenn's character in here to...
0: (laughs) ...shake him down. This would be where my kind of interrogation skills and reading people comes in. Okay. I would assume... Insight and security with the focus of interrogation?
1: I would assume that as well. I will say that the added complication is this person is totally distrusting of the Federation and you in specific. Less because you're the Federation, more because of your changeling nature. I am spending some threat for that complication. But so you're... Difficulty will be three here.
2: But Lee, is this a contested role or is it a static
1: role? It's static in this case. He's not really contested. He doesn't consider himself to be hard to read. It's just it's going to be difficult to figure out how much of his disdain is because of his prejudice in this situation versus him actively trying to hide information from you. He just doesn't like you. And that's a known factor. So he's not trying to hide something from you. He's just not willing to give it up. If that I mean, makes any this, sense.
2: To be fair, that's no need for a task role for that, right? Yeah. Because unless, uh, unless you're going to physically threaten him or torture him, he's not
1: going to give up. I think it may be my interpretation of the way Dan phrased it. I think he's just trying to see if there's more information, if he's actively hiding something per se. So it's, was
0: there a twitch I would say, when it was mentioned that there was a saboteur? Was there that kind of give or tell that something is up that he is maybe not a part of, but at least not dissatisfied with the result?
1: Yeah. There's something there. So I will say go ahead and make the roll at this point, but it's a little nuanced. It's probably the better way for me to phrase it at this point. So I'll say go ahead and make the roll. Again, okay. we're talking three. We'll see what you come up with. I will buy a die. All right.
0: So that's a two, a nine, and a 17. So that is going to be three successes. Excellent. Also, because of my trait, when I succeeded a task for which I bought one or more additional dice with momentum or threat, I can roll a die and get bonus momentum back.
2: Untap potential.
0: Yeah, untapped potential. And I got a six. That is a delta.
2: So you, we get a momentum and Lee Winika gets a threat.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So he is not hiding something per se, but it is obvious that he expected trouble. Uh, the specifics, he doesn't, Likely, no. It doesn't appear that he's involved in the causing of trouble, but he was expecting trouble. And what you can intuit at this point is he blames Starfleet. He specifically blames the fact that outsiders were brought in as the reason that whoever did this, like, he expected something bad to happen simply because you guys showed up. Do we have access to his crew manifest? At this time, no. That's something you'd have to ask for, or... We'll get that from the Prefect.
2: Say again? Get the injured on board the Eagle, as well as our crew, and we will be departing as soon as you have everyone secured.
0: All right. Commander, I believe it's obvious that there are members of this station that have sympathies towards anti-Federation tactics and uh, wish to prevent... This communications array.
2: Of course, but we're not going to give them additional reasons to distrust and fear us by operating outside of our jurisdiction in a heavy-handed and uh, culturally insensitive manner. As you say. Don't worry, All we'll right. be back. I tell the station chief, I give him kind of that smile, don't worry, I'll be back.
0: I lean over and do the little kind of muscle roll shrug as a Klingon turn to follow the commander.
1: The chief scowls, other staff are there. There's a couple of their staff that help load the injured on in your ship. They are they seem very gracious and thankful as far as what you've done.
0: No thanks necessary. It is our duty to assist those who need help.
1: And this is a younger Talaran who you can see by the wrinkles in their face and the cracks in the skin of their fingers that they have done heavy labor well beyond their years, so they're looking a lot older than they probably should. It says, it's just the way it is around here. You work until somebody gets hurt, and then you work some more.
0: That is not how it should be. We will see improvement to your betterment.
1: There are other ways. Yeah, every now and then somebody promises that. We'll see. We're not making promises. We're the Federation. If you're not making promises, then you have no intentions of being elected.
2: No. I'm a Starfleet officer. I don't do politics. I do results.
1: Good luck to you, Starfleet officer. (laughs) The boy does some weird half-cocked salute thing and walks off. And when I say boy, he's probably about 20 or so, but and he goes up. drop into the
2: second pilot, secondary piloting chair in the Eagle and just like emotionally release the like anger and sadness and like frustration at like how awful their circumstances are.
0: I wanted to get a parting shot in with the kid And I put my hand on his shoulder, and you have this kind of beefy, muscular Klingon. He's always remember rule of acquisition number 35. Peace is good for business.
1: There it is and he shakes his head and with a little half smile from walking around in that area you can see that their quarters are cramped not well look that they, they're really there's they've got bunk racks that are like three high There's not mm-hmm. a lot of people here right now which is also a bit odd because the station has room for about 30 to 40 per- everything is crowded but there are the station should have had a lot more personnel than it seemed to have had on it when this accident took place <laughs> So,
0: one again, we don't have access to the crew manifest, but definitely wanted to look and see, with that knowledge, how many had been recently taken off of the ship or off of the station, or if they've always been running with a skeleton crew, and who had transferred out that might have sympathies.
1: Okay. You get to the planet— they recommend that unless your transporters are capable of precision, they recommend that you go ahead and fly down to their medical facility.
2: We got pretty good transporters, right? But it's still we're still experiencing the subspace storages,
1: right? It, it, yeah, there are there, and so the issue here is angular confinement may be impacted a little bit. So while you're pretty sure you could safely get them into the building, whether or not you get them into a quarantine area and all of that, might, there could be some challenges there.
2: Pretty, pretty good is not good enough, so we'll take the ship down.
1: All right. You take the ship down. It's basically almost like a helipad-type landing on the top of the building. They've got a turbolift right there to get you down to their quarantine area, quarantine ER area. Easy enough to land. There is some hospital administration. However, do you have permission to bring them here? Yes. We call the head. You need me to call the prefect? You called ahead to see if you could get permission to come to the planet, and you did. But who's paying for their care? If you have no workers,
0: work will not get done and profit will not follow.
1: That's not my problem. My problem is the union didn't accept the contract, so they don't have any kind of insurance. Someone's got to pay for their care. Who's signing on to do that?
2: What do you all use as currency? I'm sorry, my diplomatic attaché dossier did not delve this deeply into the micro minutia of your economy. I say, say, and you can absolutely hear Sabians trying to keep the, like, disdain and disgust (laughs) out of him trying to negotiate profit while these people are, like, sick and hurt.
1: Yep. For outsiders, Typically, we accept gold-press-latinum. Of course you do. Typically
0: means not always.
1: We have been looking for an upgrade to our medical facilities.
0: I'm
2: sure we can arrange something in the equivalent value of the gold plus latinum for their care. What is it, a couple slips, an alveolar, you're... This is your area. You go, do your thing. And you turn around and walk away.
1: We can certainly diagnose the problem for, and he says, I'll have my administration staff come out. I'm willing to accept Starfleet's word that they will make good on the debt. You do have the authority to speak for Starfleet on this matter, correct?
0: I am Starfleet in this matter.
1: Snaps his finger, and a young person comes up with a pad and says, will you sign for their care?
0: They will receive diagnosis, treatment, and care.
1: We can certainly take care of diagnosis and treatment of the immediate issue, long-term care. We'll see what if that
0: it is. required, it will be
1: provided. As long as someone's willing to pay for that. Understand, if they miss more than two cycles of work... Under the existing contract, which, by the way, they are not working currently, they would not be covered by insurance. Your
0: company's lax security has caused the issue. Therefore, their lack of of work is a breach of contract on your end.
1: I work for the hospital. I don't work for the planetary stations. That's a different company in a different union. Look, I get it. We've been on strike before too. When the union goes on strike and they hire these people to come in and do scab work, things happen. <laughs> I'm willing to help them out. I want them to get help.
0: Uh, out of character. But, Are we aware that this was an outside of
1: union job? Oh, absolutely not. Like that information was not revealed to you until this moment. So once they start talking about that, I tap the communicator
0: so that the commander can hear what's being said, then they will get the help. Deal has been made.
1: Then you have to sign. I just work here. I can't make the hospital do anything. If nobody signs, nobody gets help. I'll sign. And she circles her finger in the air, and a bunch of people come out. And they take them in. Now, are you having your people go there, or are you keeping them on your ship and going back? No.
0: Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> that that did not sound
0: very Starfleetish. <laughs> and I think you just broke our PG thirteen.
1: <laughs> I get the one. <laughs> <laughs> with that, you have a meeting with the prefect, and, and uh, do you go uh, like, in alone, or do, you take your officers, do you, or do you take your officers with you? What's backwards
0: take- civilization does not place value on their people.
1: Are you saying that before you walk in the office, or- I'm
0: saying the- that when, I'm, when I first get back to the commander.
1: So
2: we essentially get back on the ship, because I don't want to get billed by the minute for parking on their roof.
1: Come on! That was going to be my secret threat, friend. I was going to get you for long-term barking.
2: Ah, I figured. Do you valid- I could see Vella being all like, do you validate? As a Klingon? <laughs> do you validate? So once we get back to the ship, essentially we had this conversation, right?
1: Yeah. So the three were uh, of- on, on, on ship? You're going by standard impulse speed to to the uh, prefix location. You're kind of waiting on the ship so you can have this conversation before you. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to go
2: park in the starport.
1: Or yeah. if they're going to charge me
2: to park in the starport, we'll stay in orbit and yep. beam down again, whichever works. But you so Vel'olor makes that comment, and Sabian just turns and is all like, Ferenginar doesn't allow females to wear clothes. So, respecting cultural differences is a prime tenet of the Federation, Chief.
0: There's a difference between what is appropriate and what is of value. A family would still be attributed care when ill. But
2: oh, don't get me wrong, it turns my guts inside. It's my symbiote is repulsed, just as repulsive as you are, but We don't have the luxury of showing contempt for a society and civilization that has evolved without replicated technology.
1: You're told that the Prefect will see you now. You guys can enter. Well, at this stage, anything you're looking to do, Cuthbert? No, I'm good. All right. You definitely are let in. You're led directly into the office. She's not holding meetings right before you. As you come in, she stands up and greets you all. She says, thank you, thank you so much.
2: It appears that four of the workers were injured and required medical attention. Myself and my team vouched for payment on behalf. I assume that in exchange for our assistance in fixing the communication array, we can ensure that these four individuals receive proper medical attention without it being too detrimental to them.
1: Absolutely, I am however forbidden by rule of law to directly impact such things during a time of a union strike. I am, under the circumstances that we're in, able to take certain actions to get stations up and running, Especially where they involve communications and or planetary security, of which I have deemed communications to be a part of. That doesn't mean the unions like that.
2: I see. That would have been helpful background intelligence to know where we came into the scenario.
1: A lot of societies don't like crossing picket lines, Commander. I thought it best to keep you in the dark and give you plausible deniability.
2: I appreciate the forethought. Fortunately, neither of my officers were injured in the
1: sabotage. So no. There is that. Once the array is fully operational, we'll certainly make sure that we keep up with our end of the deal. Pritchard had... Asked for our support in any discussions or debates about Starfleet and working on their behalf. You've taken care of our people despite the fact that you didn't need to and you've taken on fiduciary risks despite the fact that you didn't have to. And you've maintained discretion despite the fact you didn't have to
0: care for one's populace should be universal.
1: It is. There was a time in our history where unions were exceptionally necessary. The conglomerates that worked, that owned mines and in various industries destroyed many colony worlds in their pursuit of more resources the unions truly were necessary preserving their lives and livelihoods the mere specter of a society that gets rid of a profit motive threatens union power it doesn't exemplify or in their opinion increase union power so, there are elements within some of these Unions that are actively against Talarian efforts to work with the Federation.
2: Of course. It is always natural that the the status quo of the political structure will fight vigorously to maintain its perceived status and, and control, even if they were to adapt and change the new scenario they would in fact increase their power but sometimes it can be difficult to see the necessity of change i will be the first one to admit of having the privilege and luxury of growing up and living in a post scarcity economy so i do not judge you and your people at all for having great trepidation for something that would so fundamentally change your lives. None of us can see the future, so fear is a natural consequence of the unknown.
1: We are a society that is laying down its arms and building up its civilian infrastructures. Many of the industries that were once among the greatest in our various member worlds and whether they be core worlds or colony worlds this far out from Taylor prime are seeing the end is near, whether that be in a few years or a century, the mortality of that system is evident. Absolutely. I've once traveled to soul system and toured many of its museums and such and I remember being taken by a phrase sword to plowshares and I remember thinking how dangerous it is during that transition.
2: Absolutely. And while my I'm not human, my in my earth history's pretty rusty. I do remember it took them nearly annihilating themselves in warfare in order for them to make the transition successfully. So your society is well underway and I think a lot better position to be successful than some other worlds that have experienced similar troubles, anxieties, and dislocations.
1: The non-core worlds of Taylor. the ones outside of our primary territories, we are depending on Aislinn Station and the Federation to get us through this transition. I can't
2: promise anything because that would be irresponsible of me, but we are willing to help in whatever manner is deemed most appropriate by your government <clears throat> with of course any time that there is a change like this it can stir animosity and and dissent uh, we are extraordinarily aware of that and the diplomatic core of the federation is engaging in all of its expertise and how to make the transition as painless as possible for your society if you so choose to engage in our assistance.
1: Then consider this a formal invitation to you and your crew to join us for the traditional games. Thank you.
2: We shall be honored to accept. And like I said, you owe me that dossier packet on what all we can expect. I do wish to pivot to our more immediate situation and the sabotage of the communications array and how we can restore it. I am again. I am not particularly aware of the subtle dynamics of your current situations, but is the a resolution of the dispute with your union viable or on the horizon? because we can fix the honestly, we can fix the array, and then someone will just sabotage it once we leave orbit is a possibility. So if there's a way to bring the conflict to a longer-term resolution, I am absolutely willing to mediate as a neutral third-party arbiter. I am well-trained and experienced. In fact, I negotiated several treaties as a lieutenant commander to mutual benefit of all parties involved, which is the ultimate goal of any diplomatic endeavor.
1: If I can get them to the table, I will certainly ask for your, for your aid in this matter. If joining the Tabletop Journey's actual play games sounds like the kind of fun you're looking for, be sure to check out patreoncom Journeys, where patrons of the tabletop journeys podcast not only get early access to all of our episodes but they get the opportunity to play in our monthly actual play games where the dice are wild and we make every roll legendary
2: there's no harm in talking No one has ever died from talking, except for that one time we were listening to the Vulcan. No, no one has ever died from talking.
1: I appreciate your humor. You've put me at ease. I will uh, make sure we have additional security, considering that the communications array is essential for the solid operations of the colony world and our communication with our home world and our good neighbors at a station i can exercise my power to have security in place and have staff better vetted
2: if you wish i can volunteer my chief of security and my uh, other security if you want to we have our technology and sensor arrays are may be able to provide more forensic clues to the nature and investigate the who perpetrated the sabotage if you would find it to be useful and not cause further tensions amongst your negotiations with your unions
1: i think i must proceed carefully at this stage but i will make sure any information any documentation and any evidence found will find its way to your team for further review she stands up, she extends her hand, shakes your hand. Commander, officers of the Federation, on 4 thanks you. More importantly, I thank you. We've thanks if a-
2: necessary, Prefect. We are happy to assist. In the meantime, I think we'll be returning to our vessel and back to the communications array. If you do have, are able to arrange conference with your unions please contact me at our communications frequency here and I will come back to help facilitate a mediated settlement
1: as she comes around the desk she places her hand on your shoulder somewhat lively and says I will definitely give you a call outstanding and and scene and scene the one thing I'm going to do is a post-credit scene as you are returning to Aislinn Station a couple days later.
2: I oh. just wanted to see if Burrell, was it purposeful, the communications array issues, was essentially just being temperamental with the subspace anomalies, or was it more active sabotage? That's a great question.
0: I think that's something that the engineer, Zumarud would be able to help with as well.
2: That's why we brought them
0: both. Yeah. So was the, they were just slow because of the strike or was it the being intentionally delayed and sabotaged itself?
1: So as far as figuring out what's going on with the communications array, well, they were able to pretty easily figure out that the issue you were called out here for was definitively issues to do with the subspace phenomenon. Basically, it was cutting out so there were some quote-unquote hardening of the infrastructure that needed to be done, rerouting through specific couplers, things of that nature to fix and adjust that problem. There were some, uh, also some procedures to tighten up the way things worked so as to limit exposure to additional problems, similar to the If your speaker wire goes through too many connectors, the quality degrades. So being more efficient in the way it routed between transmitter and receiver was part of what needed to be done. The sabotage had nothing to do with the communication array. Apparently, whatever they had was good enough. However, one of the pieces of evidence they do give you is a half slip of gold pressed latinum that has the symbol of one of the unions on it and on the on one side pressed into it and on the other side it has a another symbol that at this point you do not recognize. And those would both be somewhat unusual to see. It's almost like that was a calling card of some kind.
2: And then, so in, in hardening the station, the communications array, are we also able to use the same, like, data information to upgrade our transporter system so in the future we'll have like less interference.
1: So what I'm going to do is say that you have successfully got the first step of successful work done towards what will be a season-long extended task which is where the problems are coming from so you know that hardening is p- going to be part of the process, but it is a lot more difficult when it comes to transporters. And uh, and this is a relatively low-yield expression of this particular phenomenon. It actually, at times, can be a lot heavier than this, and even the hardening won't work. You'll still have the distortions if it's worse. The problem with what it does with, tr- with transporters, because of the amazing energy requirements for transporters to work replicators to work things of that nature is more to do with the angular confinement issue it wreaks havoc on angular confinement so in theory you could probably taking off safeties get a transporter to work the challenge is you can't guarantee that what you pick up gets put down in a safe place it could be spread over a thing or a person you pick up could be put down in an area that could be three miles wide
2: <laughs> a calm signal experiencing distortion gets a little fuzzy uh, a person in a transporter beam that gets distortion yeah.
1: and the way that a exp- fuzzy Yeah, and the way that the system expresses that, if it can't get to, I think it's something like 30 or 40 decimal points out, 99.9s, like whatever that decimal point out is, authority that it's going to work, it will literally say it can't work. It'll just tell you it won't work. There are always ways to shut off safeties and try it anyway. It is remarkably dangerous to do. But that's why we have
2: transporter locks and transporter security.
1: Yep. Now pattern buffers would definitely be of assistance. The problem in the previous scenario is the pattern buffers would have had to have been there to begin with. And so had there been pattern buffers in that area, then you could have got people out of that area. No problems. But that seems to be really the issue. So you can use what you know to get pattern buffers to handle those th- those transitions. But again, if you don't have the pattern buffers where you're going to begin with, there's gonna be a challenge.
2: All right, so that was that. So to you, the post-credit scene.
1: All right, as you are approaching the station, because there's a little bit longer there than you needed, Pritchard let you know you don't have to go pick up the Dalamas Christian. It will be waiting for you as you come back. You are aware that the Dalamas Christian is on the inner port of the station. And as you're approaching, your Kana officer says, Commander, I know we're technically supposed to go to Shuttle Bay 14, but would you prefer to take a spin around, sir?
2: Yes, Ensign. Circle us majestically around the station. Excellent.
1: And if we happen to go inside, sir?
2: I mean, there's plenty of parking room. It does have extended shuttle bays, and the Eagle is assigned to the Christian, so... Let's go pay... Buzz to the tower. <laughs> Sorry, Ghostbred, the pattern is full. Um, <laughs> let's go pay Commander Shaw Damn. a surprise visit.
1: I'll stop. The now. single hardest <laughs> Nintendo
2: game ever to try and land on that aircraft carrier.
1: I'm just going to suggest this as a big fan of the show JAG. I'm betting landing on an aircraft carrier is not easy any damn way. (laughs) I'm going to throw that out there. And I have two close and dear friends, one of which occasionally listens to us on the show, who worked aircraft carrier. So I'm going to say kudos to those folks because I'm betting that's pretty tough. As you pull through the main doors and you're on the inner dock, you come around the back end of the saber and for the benefit of our players, I'm going to bring up the saber on our owlbear so that you can see the ship. And for the benefit of our audience, we will have, oh, there you go. The Saber is definitely, it will appear as much as I think we're legally allowed to in some of our promos for the show, which is freely available for everyone. I absolutely love this ship. It is one of my favorites of all time. And as you, as you pull around, the, same, the the Lama's Christian is there. And the XO who's on board hails the shuttle. And he says, Commander Tabor? Is this Shaw? Yes, this is Shaw. Yes, Commander Shaw. You have permission to land in shuttle docking Bay 1 aboard the USS Stalamus Christian.
2: Very good. Ensign, take us into docking Bay 1.
1: And the ensign takes you in, and as you go in... You land, you notice that this is the docking bay for the the Lama's Christian is larger than a standard saver class docking bay should be. The ship has the talent expanded bay. Uh, So there is room. You can definitely get all three of your specialty shuttles here, but getting the third one in would cause you to have to get rid of some of the standard shuttle complement that you would also have in addition to your specialty shuttles. So basically you have room for two runabouts, a couple standard-sized shuttles, and the requisite amount of worker bees. This particular bay does, if you put a third runabout in there, a specialty runabout, you would have to lose your regular shuttles. You'll still be able to have your worker bees, but basically you're not going to have all your shuttle complement. So generally they operate two specialty shuttles and the regular shuttles that, that are around. As you exit your shuttle, you see a giant version of the plaque is in the shuttle bay. Excellent. And as you exit the shuttle, you'll notice that this sits right over the... The standard personnel doors leaving the shuttle bay, any of the crew members that are here, as they pass through those doors, everybody always reaches up and touches the plaque as they walk through.
2: Knowing the tradition, I'll do the same, unless there's like a party to greet us there.
1: The XO is there to greet you. He says, welcome to the Vaughn Christian, and I turn over command to you, sir.
2: I shake his hand. I was like, I'll have the official change of command ceremony a little later. But I figured since we were in the neighborhood, we just pop on by and see how the ride was from Earth.
1: Interesting.
2: We walk into the, uh, we walk into the turbo lift. I'm like, tell me more. And
1: it like the door's <laughs> closed. And with that, NC.